tomorrow I'm not going to be here because I'm not here for Shabbos. And then Sunday we're going to Rav Asher Weiss in the morning, so I probably won't be back in time. Monday we have a Masmidim trip, so this might be. A, we may have one more on Tuesday. I think that's uh, other than that. This is our uh, what? Take the come with our Masmidim trip. You can, you're more than welcome. We're going to. Uh, we have three stops. You know about our trip. We have to, we're going to Camp Monk to visit with Rav David Kohen Shlita. Then we're going to Camp Aguda to visit with Rav Yisrael Reis Mishlita. And then barbecue dinner at the Shechters up in Tannersville at Aguda uh, Shechter Shlita. Rav Asher is only here for Shabbos, so Sunday morning we're chopping him in, uh, in Luxor or wherever he is for Shabbos. But that's, that, that's just a, a share, public share that he's giving that we're attending, but that's not unique for us. The other Monday, all of our stops are unique for us. Uh, Rav David Kohn, Rav Reisman, and uh, Rav Shechter. So that will be a lot of fun. We have a bus on Monday, so we probably have extra seats if anyone wants to take it. It is not a coach bus. It is most definitely not a coach bus. If anyone wants to volunteer doing the barbecuing at the Shechters, you're welcome to do that also. Uh, we're bringing grills and hot dogs or whatever. Okay, anyway, so, uh, so let's get started. So I just got this Shaila this morning. Um, when I woke up this morning, I saw the Shaila in my phone, and I thought, wow, this is an interesting one. Um, a rabbi was visiting someone in the hospital um, yesterday, last night. He was visiting someone in the hospital, as rabbis you know, do, and uh, the patient uh, couldn't get out of bed. You know, He was too ill to get out of uh, his hospital bed, but he wanted a daven marv. So the rabbi said, please, by all means, you know, I'll, st- I'll wait here patiently. Um, you know, please, go ahead, daven marv. So the patient started to daven marv. He said the first two brachos were kriya shema. He said kriya shema. He said the last two brachos. He said the baruch hashem l'olamim yamein in yiru You know, the uh, long, long paragraph that you know people may or may not say all the words to. And then, uh, and then, then um, he, he fell asleep before Shimon Esrei, he fell asleep. So the rabbi is like, okay, a sick person in a hospital falls asleep. You don't wake him up, right? So you let him sleep. Um, then the next morning, patient wants to know, what's his shayla? Does he do tefillah tashlumen? Does he say a second uh, second tefillah? Um, it's a good shayla. Why is it a good shayla? Ah, meaning if he would have fallen asleep before he started Mariv, you know, or before or, or right after the book's Kriyashma. So then, of course, he would do tefillah tashlumin, right? Meaning, if someone is sick and can't daven, so then you do tefillah. Then, then you do tefillah tashlumin. But that's not. But but what complicates this is he said baruch shalom And what's that all about? Why do we even have that? That seems to be some sort of replacement for Shmon Esrei. So if that's a replacement for Shmon Esrei, he sort of did Shmon Esrei at Marv, except he didn't do the proper Shmon Esrei. He did that. So does that take away his opportunity for tefillah tashlumin? So I thought that that was a fascinating. So let's let's approach this in the following way. Let's first talk a little bit about the rules of Tfilas Tashlumen, and then we'll go back to discuss where Baruch Hashem comes from. We'll see it's not so Pashat. There is somewhat of a disagreement in the Rishonim, and whether he does Tfilas Tashlumen for that may be subject to this Machlokas Rishonim. So let's start with Tfilas Tashlumen. So where does it? Where, where do we first learn about Tfilas Tashlumen? Oh, racist guy. I see. Uh, so you, you did a Valley's Brother? You, you didn't. I did the first two, I did just the fourth part. Ah, oh, okay, so there you go. So in Brachas Dav Chavav, Brachas Dav Chavav, it's like, yeah, anyone who's like on the ball with Brachas is like, okay, Raveli's wish. Okay, <laughs> so, uh, so Brachas Dav Chavav, although I think YU is learning Brachas this year, so we'll see if... Shraga is learning Brachas this year? Really? 
Ah, okay, right, that makes sense, right. So, um, yeah, so, but we'll see if those guys know it as well as uh, Ravelli's guys. Um, so in, uh, in Brach Staf Chavav, the, uh, the Gemara tells us, Tav lo spalal if a person made a mistake and didn't in mariv, mispal shachrus taim, so you daven two shachruses. Shachrus, if you miss shachrus, mispal minchus taim, you daven two minchus. Mincha, mispal arvish taim, right? It goes around like that. Now, uh, the, the, it's not true always. I mean, there are certain circumstances where if you miss a tefillah, you do not have the opportunity to make up the tefillah. Most notably, if uh, this could be very entertaining, <laughs> most notably, if the uh, if the reason that you missed the tefillah was that it was mazed, was that the person purposely missed the tefillah, right? He was at a, you know he was watching a game and he was like, ah, I don't really want to daven. I'd rather catch the end of the game, you know, or something like that. Some some ridiculous reason. Like that, so Shulchan and Simon Kuf Ches. That's where all the dinim of Tzitzit appear. Based on the Gemara, says that becomes what's called the Muuvas Lo That there are certain things that there is a built-in way to make up for what you missed, and then there are certain things where you messed up and you just can't fix it. It's over. There's nothing that you could do about it. So I mean, you could do tshuva, you could do tshuva, but you can't really do much else other than tshuva. So uh, so you messed up. There's nothing you could do about it. Shulchan says specifically. If you either made a mistake or you had an ones, something that was beyond your control, and you didn't daven shachris, so then then you daven a double mincha, and uh, it's only though tavlo nena. So comes along Mishabura sifkatan aliv, and Mishabura says, why does the Shulchan Aruch have to give me those examples of taa or neenas to preclude, to exclude a possibility of? Mazed. If you did it be mazed, then you don't have the right to make up the uh, the tefillah. So the Shabura says, Ta'akavanoso lafuke mazed. And if you go a little bit further in that simon, you see that it's black on white in Shulchanarch. Hezid, velo, hispalel, tefillah, achas, ein la tashlumin. If you did it be mazed, there is no tashlumin, even in the very next uh, tefillah. What if you missed a bunch of tefillahs? Um, you were ta'a or ne'anas and you missed a bunch of tefillos. Do you make them all up? I mean, if you really want to take it to extreme, uh, let's say you're 30 years old and you become a baltshuva. So now you got a cheshman back. How many tefillos did I miss? You know, I have uh, approximately since my bar mitzvah, 17 years of tefillos, three times a day. This is going to be a long mincha that afternoon. Right? You've got to make up every single uh, tefillah. So Tzamidim Rebbein Yonah actually quotes him a chlokas rishonim, whether there's tashlumin when you miss two tefillos, meaning you miss mincha and mariv. So do you have in three shachrises? So he quotes Rebbein Tzarfas that ain't tashlumin mo'ilim el tefillah achas. No, it's a one, one tefillah, that's it. And if you miss Milcha and Mariv, you only dive in two chakras, it's not three. And then he quotes Yeshem Mefarshim, Shafilo spelled Tfilos Arbe, Lekulam Yeshlem Tashlumen. That even if there were many tefillos that you missed, there's tashlumen for all of them. It's like, you know, like um, when we finally came back to shul, you know, after COVID, there were some shuls that rained everything, you know, that rained all the parshios that were missed uh, during COVID, right? So, um, that there's more reason to do. But, but there's this sheet in Rishonim that, yeah, you would do that. You would do all the things that, that you missed. You were otherwise occupied or you were ill. When you were re- released from uh, being uh, incarcerated or uh, you, you had a refuah, you'd be mispalel all of the, uh, the tefillos. Um, that, that is uh, wild. I mean, Agos Maimonios holds that way as well. And he says, 
why not? Meaning it's Mistabri it says Mali Lamachar, Mali Acharasari Yamin. What difference does it make to me if it was the next day or if it was uh, ten days? Uh, Rabbi Yonah says the Rabbi Nitzarfas are correct. We only make up one tefillah, and the Rambam passes this way beferish that tavalo spalo lo tefillah zu utfila hasmuchala eno mishalim el achrona bulvad eno mashlim el achrona bulvad. You only make up the last one, and that is how we paskin in Shulchan Aruch. So that uh, you know is clear, clearly going to be the the case. Now, if a person was totally putter from the tefillah, not just that he was in a circumstance that made it impossible for him to daven, or he was in a circumstance where, or, or he put himself in there, he was just b'shogeg, forgot to daven, but he was totally putter, then there's no tefillah special either. Meaning there are two extremes over here. If you're mazed, and you were just, it was an act of rishos in not davening, you don't get to make it up. And if you're on the total opposite extreme, where you don't have a chiyuv at all, where it's not just an onus, a circumstance in life, but you're totally potter, then you also don't make up the, the tefillah. It's only in the cases in the middle. Ones, shogeg, those kinds of cases is where you make up the tefillah, right? So we're clear. On the, on the extremes, you don't, you don't make up the tefillah, either because you don't get to make it up or because you don't have to make it up because you were totally potter. But if you're in the, in the middle, you're an ones, you're a shogek, that's where tefillah social kicks in. So what's an example of that, of being on, the, on that extreme where you're, an, where, where you're totally potter? It's even further than an ones. What would be such an example? What? Well, chola is ones, right? Why is a gosis different than another chola? Gosis just means he's about to die. But he's a chola. Oh, an onain, an onain, you mean. Ah, so an onain, excellent. So if a person is an onain, say so he's totally potter, right? Meaning an onain is not allowed to daven. Someone just in Aninus was telling me it was the hardest part, I mean, the second hardest part, I guess, about being an onain is that it's so hard not to say brachas. When you train yourself your whole life, every time you take a drink and you say a bracha, like it's very hard to just stop doing that. What? Onain is someone, if uh, rel- one of the seven closest relatives died and they have not yet been buried, so the Allah is not only you put from mitzvahs, you're not allowed to do mitzvahs. You're not allowed to do averos, meaning you're not allowed to like, have a ham sandwich for lunch that day, right? Meaning you're not allowed to do isurim, but, uh, but you're not allowed to do mitzvahs either. So you're not allowed to daven, you're not allowed to put to fill in, you're not allowed to say brachos, all of these things. There's some mitzvahs that are like, somewhat questionable, right? Are you allowed to do the mitzvah of Natila Sidayim, for example? Meaning, on the one hand, it's a mitzvah, but on the other hand, like it, it serves to remove some sort of ruach ra, things like that. So it gets complicated in terms of you know what an onin can and can't do. But certainly, he he's he has no obligation in tefillah whatsoever. And since he's totally mufka from the obligation, um, he's going to be uh, he's going to be potter. What if a person just decided to go to sleep early? And they figured, I'll uh, you know maybe I'll wake up, and when I wake up, I'll daven maariv. You know, they went to sleep last night at uh, 10 o'clock, thinking, ah, if I wake up at midnight, I'll daven mar. What category would you put? And then it turns out they slept till 10 this morning, or whatever, till uh, 8 this morning. So what would you say about such a person? What? That's Shia, right? So most of would say that's already uh, a level of negligence that would be of lamazed, that that's close enough to being amazed that, that, that you would uh, not have the right to make up the, uh, the tefillah. Um, in the Chuvas Karen Ladavid, I saw quoted in the Piske Chuvas, he says, 
Dafka kishinir dem b'shena ba'ones. Look, if you fell asleep and you weren't trying to, then you can make a mitzvila. Avul kishaholich lishon b'mechuvan. But if you Dafka went to sleep, even though there may have been more time, since you should have been more careful, <coughs> you should have set up an alarm clock or someone to wake you up. Some people set up an alarm clock so someone else will wake them up, right? There are people that sleep through the alarm, but their roommates don't sleep through the alarm. So they set the alarm clock to wake up the roommate so the roommate will wake them up. That's what got <laughs> I know someone was telling me yesterday that guys in Masmidim like they just sleep right through the alarm, but they send it every day because it will annoy the guy next to them enough that will that will uh, wake him up. So if you set up someone who's going to uh, now they, they make alarm clocks that like run around the room that they don't stop until you catch it. So you have to like get out of bed to <laughs> like it, it jumps off of your nightstand and just runs around the room. And you have to brilliant, brilliant. No? <laughs> so. Uh, so uh, where was I? Um, yeah. So he says, if you went to sleep and you know, so that that uh, that that's that's poshaya. After Ashta honestly, even though while you're sleeping you're anonymous, have the tchilasu of the That starts with the negligence, and therefore uh, you do not get to make up a tefillah. But in our case, of this fellow that fell asleep, had he fallen asleep before Mariv, what would you say about him? Does he get to make it up? For sure, he's not he's not poshaya, he's not mazed, he's ill, he's ill, and he and, and he's in a hospital and he fell asleep. Would you say that he's like totally patur, like an onain? Hard to say that about a person who's conversant and who was awake when the zman tefillah first came. Like very hard to say that that he was taught. If he was sleeping from before the time of Mariv, right? If he had already been sleeping before Mariv started, maybe that would be like the category of an onain because he's a chola that was sleeping that really didn't have the energy and he slept right through the entire Zman of Mariv, so maybe that you could say he would not have a Chiyav Tashlumen. Okay, so that's part one. Questions? Um, tefillah is obviously at its core a connection to the Ribbon Shalom. It's uh, a way of connecting to the Ribbon Shalom verbally, that uh, we talk directly to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and it's a chance to, to, to talk with him. Nevertheless, the Anshu Knesset set up a certain formal structure of tefillah, and even the, uh, and, 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 and the, and the, uh, the way, and it's Drabanan, meaning that this element of tefillah, the idea that you do it in three slots, is Drabanan. Um, but it is a mitzvah that we have, that we do in those three slots. So the chiddush over here is that you get to make up for one of the previous missed slots. But in a chinami, meaning the, 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 the connectivity to the Ribbon Shalom is happening through the first one, that's right. But bottom line is, it's like you didn't take lulav yesterday, meaning like uh, you, you missed the mitzvah, so you, get, you have the opportunity to make up the mitzvah. Now, obviously, you're supposed to have kavana in both of those tefillos, and that could be a challenge, right? It could be hard to have, to have kavana in two Shemon Esrei's uh, back-to-back, so that's, uh, that, that's its own challenge, yeah, for sure. It's an excellent question. Meaning, 
would that be? I would think that that would be called ones, but the Shulchan says that ones you do tashlumin. That you would, uh, meaning it's certainly not mazid. It's certainly not in the category of someone who uh, purposely, you know, wickedly chose to not daven. Um, the question is, is it on the other extreme? Is it someone who's completely potter? The example that, that the Poskimol give of where you do tashlumin is a chol. So it's hard to say, unless a person is like mamish, like in a coma or something, like it's really hard to say that a person is, doesn't have the opportunity to do tashlumin when they're a chola. Right? So Pashtus is, uh, but again, if, if, you, if you miss multiple tefillos when you had corona, remember when I had corona also, I don't remember if I missed tefillos or not, but I, if, I, if I didn't miss tefillos, I barely made it. Meaning I remember, I remember going... Everything was on Zoom, so I, I, I went downstairs to my office. I woke up in the morning, went downstairs to my office. I I gave the daf, I think, on Zoom. Put on tefillin, maybe davin the Kriyashma Shmonesrei. Took off my tefillin, and I fell asleep on the floor of my office. I didn't have the energy to go back up to my to my bedroom. I was like, I, I will have the energy, I just need to nap first. And just went to sleep on the floor of my office. Like, uh, you, we remember what it was. I mean, it was, uh, it was not kishmak, you know. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, okay, so now, the first time. The second time, is, <laughs> for some reason, I, the virus changed, and the second time it was uh, no biggie. Um, yeah, but, uh, but so, so now we're up to the second part. So what's the second part of this year? So now that we know that this person is in the category of doing tashlumin, okay, but what about the fact that he said, Baruch Hashem li'olam, Amin v'amin? Does that mean that he already davened Marv in a certain sense? So where does this come from, this idea that we're going to add in this humongous paragraph that doesn't really belong in Marv, right? Meaning the, the Marv is Kriya Shema with the brachos, followed by Shmon Esrei. Not only that, there's a halacha that you need smichas kula l'tfila, that you have to have tfila right after Ga'al Yisrael. So anything that we're going to add into the Siddur past Ga'al Yisrael is a chiddish, right? Why are we adding any of that? So the Gemara asks, how could we add hashkivenu into, into the Siddur after Ga'al Yisrael? So the Gemara says, no, that's Gu'ula Arichta. That's considered to be part of Gu'ula. And therefore, if you, and we showed him discuss why that's Gu'ula Arichta, but for some reason, that's Gu'ula Arichta. So, uh, so therefore, it's still Smichas Gu'ula Tzvila. If you go from Ashkivenu straight into Shmon Yeah, but what about this giant paragraph that we add in Chutzlaritz? Where does that come from? So the tour writes in Simon Reish Lamed Vav, based on a rush in Masechus Brachos, that Masha Noagim Lahafsik Pipsukim, the Yiruenenu, the Kaddish, right? We throw in a bunch of stuff. We have all those Pipsukim, we have Yiruenenu, we have Kaddish. Levisha Biyamim Arishonim, he said, because in the old days, Hayubata Knesir Shalom Besados, their shuls were out of the city. They were out in the field somewhere. Vayureimlis Acher Shaman, it was dangerous to travel at night. People were afraid to be the last guy in shul, because that would mean they're walking home in the dark alone, out on the outskirts of the city, where a bunch of uh, thugs would be hanging out and criminals and whatever. So So they were misaking to say this long paragraph that contains 18 mentions of the Shem Hashem and, and that corresponds to the 18 brachos in Mariv and then they would say the Kaddish after that and that was like the Davind 
That was it. Meaning in order to keep people from being late and from staying late, they had like this abridged version of Shmon Esrei. So this was meant to replace Shmon Esrei, tells, uh, the Rosh writes. He says, and now that we went back to saying Shmon Esrei we still kept it in there. But that's what it's really doing there. Meaning that Kaddish that you say in between uh, Baruch Shem Leolim and Shmon Esrei is really a Kaddish at the end of Davening. It's because the Baruch Shem Leolim is really a, a substitute Shmon Esrei. And then you have a Kaddish to finish off Davening. Tosvos in Mesechus Brachos says a little differently. He says, "Va'anu she'omrim yiruei nenu p'sukim acher mashkar achar ashkivenu nira hol v'tekinu luhu rabbanan havaluhu kigula arichta." What does that mean? This whole paragraph is like what? It's like one long ga'al Yisrael. It's like one long guula. It is not a substitute Shmona Esrei. We view it as. Gula, which means, which means, what if someone just did that and didn't say Shmon Esrei? He didn't daven. He didn't say Shmon Esrei. Did the Kinnelomas or Shabbatoch Achispal Chaveru Gamhu Velo Yelech Mi Beis Haknes Hashigmar Kalechet Filaso? Because Tulsa says the reason they were misakin to say this is to give extra time for people who may have come late, who may need to catch up, so that you'll all say the Shmon Esrei at the same time. Meaning, the way Tulsa implies is that there was never a time where they said this instead of Shmon Esrei. No, you know what they use this for? A guy walks in a few minutes late. He needs to catch up. He doesn't want to be there after anybody else, which is like such a chiddush. Have you ever seen anyone there after anybody else? No matter how that you come, everyone seems to leave the same time. I don't know. It's a, but but a, a, a guy walks in and he's going to say all the words carefully and he doesn't want to be there after everybody else. So we threw in this extra long uh, extension on the gu'ula so that the, those people who came late won't have to say this part and then we'll all be at the same pace. At the end, we'll all be able to leave shul at the same time. So that's a huge difference. It's either a substitution on Esrei or it's an extension on Gu'ula. So now, on, on our Shaila, if it's a substitution on Esrei, so then there's a possibility that what? In our Shaila. That he already said Shmon Esrei. But if it's an extension on the Gu'ula, then he didn't say Shmon Esrei yet. The Ramah in Simrish Lamvav Sef Beis writes, Ra'isi medaktikim, I've seen people who are very careful, Nogu lamod kishomra shmonasri psukim shalbarach Hashem liolam. There are people that stand when they say, Baruch Hashem liolam. Why? Oh, because you stand for shmonasri. He says, Uminag yafahu, it's a good minag, ki nitkinu bimakum tfila shmonasri. Because it was instituted to replace Shmon Esrei. Like who? Who said that? The Rosh. Valkain, right? Therefore you should stand like you do by Tefillah. The Taz argues and says, no, you should say it sitting down. Why? Why does the Taz say you should say it sitting down? Uh, the Taz thinks, like Tosul said, it's an extension of Gu'ula. What do we actually do? Do we say it sitting down or standing up? So the people you see standing up are usually the ones that are not saying it. Meaning there are people that follow Minhage Agra or Minhage Yisrael, which is Minhage Agra usually, or Minhage Balatanya, where they where they they won't say Baruch Hashem Yamein, so they'll just stand up right away in anticipation of the Kaddish. I think most people who do say it say it sitting down if there are chairs there. If you're at a wedding or something, then nobody says it. But you know, but uh, but if you're uh, if there are chairs that are that are present, so most people I think say it sitting down. Rabbi Yona understands 
that when Tfilis Arvis was still a Rishus, they were knowing to say this instead of Shmon Esrei. Meaning, why did they get away with saying Baruch Shem Yolma Minga? Meaning, there's a Shmon Esrei you're supposed to say. He says, yeah, but if you hold Tfilis Arvis is only Rishus, if you hold Mariv is not obligatory and Mariv is optional, so okay, to fulfill an optional Tfilis, this was, this was good enough. Um, so, Lechora, we now have the answer to our question. It all depends on this issue. Is it a Gula Richta or a Tefillah Richta? And even if you assume that, it, or, uh, that it's a substitute of the Tefillah, one could argue that it was a substitute for the Tefillah once upon a time. But it is no longer viewed as a substitute for the Tefillah. Because now we went back to saying the Shemona Esrei. Meaning it was a substitute for the Tefillah according to some Rishonim only when they didn't have a Tefillah. Only when they didn't have a Tefillah. So now, nowadays, it's not a substitute for the for the tefillah at all. So one could argue that for sure, for sure, if you say like Tosfos said, it's an extension of Geula. This guy is going to have to say Shmon Esrei uh, is going to have to do Tashlumin when he wakes up in the morning. But even if you say that it's a substitute for the tefillah, like the Torah quote from the Rush, that it's a substitute for the tefillah, it only used to be a substitute for the tefillah. When was it a substitute for the tefillah? When we weren't, uh, when, when, when we were with the Batik Nesios, we were out in the fields and they needed to say this instead of tefillah. But now we do say tefillah and therefore Pashtus is, I think, that this guy would have to say tefillah as tashlumen. I wasn't 100% sure. I asked uh, Rav Razner this morning what he thought. We were trading Shailas this morning. His, his one, he said that one of the cubs came over to him and uh, he was wearing Crocs during Davening and the cub, um, for those who are listening online, a cub is a young camper here and uh, whatever. Okay, so, uh, so he said the cub <laughs> wasn't like an actual bear. So the cub was, uh, was bowing and he realized he has like these little... Um, uh, things on his uh, on his um, on his Crocs, you know, like these little images, like these little yeah chips or whatever you call them. And he's like, "Oh no, am I bowing to a graven image?" <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I'm asking if that was a problem. The cubs are the cutest. Yeah, sometimes I'll walk down the road and there'll just be some little kid wandering around. Excuse me, where am I supposed to be right now? <laughs> I don't know. Probably just right here. <laughs> This was an adorable thing. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, so yes, yeah, so I think so. I asked Rabbi and he thought also that this guy probably does does say tefillah tashlumin if he has the kochos to do so uh, when he wakes up in the morning. Um, which reminds me, I should probably get back to the rabbi who asked the shaila. <laughs> well, now it's too late because his manshat was already passed. What? The rama is reish lamidvav, I think. Right. It's not. It's right by tefillah sarvus. Uh, yes, yeah, so Ramah also there in that same city. Yeah, I think so. Um, let me see the Ramah. Uh, where is it? Um, it ran away. It was here. Um, yeah, Reish Lamed Vav Sif Beis. Yeah, that's, that's the Ramah. Um, and the Taz is on that commenting on that Ramah and Sifkat and Gimel over there. Okay, have a great day, everybody.